So uh, I'm actually sitting here in my car and I thought that this would be the perfect opportunity to talk about something that's kind of been on my mind. And uh, it's, it's a very uh, deep, broad conversation and it, it may need an additional episode. Um, I don't think one will be enough, but I mean, you guys chime in and you let me know, but the, the topic is actually self-sabotage. And I'm, I'm guilty of this, and I know quite a few people who may be guilty of the same thing. And it's, it, it, it's interesting because we all want to be successful. We all want to obtain a, a certain level of material possessions in life, whether it be a house and a car or, or you know, clothing or jewelry or furniture or art, you know, which can also be considered an investment piece. But we all have these things that we want to obtain. And it's, it's amazing because along the way, without the, the proper, you know, education in terms of success, I find that it's, it's, it's extremely um, possible that we self-sabotage. I look at situations where I've had opportunities to be successful, to move forward, and fear has caused me to not be as active as I know that I should have in very specific situations. I look at some of my peers who are also, you know, guilty of of the same thing. And 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 I want to take a look at like where this comes from. And you know, oftentimes when you hear uh many of these uh motivational speakers and and um you know, YouTubers and, and just just different characters within the industry not very many come from like extreme poverty or situations where they're you know like myself coming from the projects coming from like that that hood life the hood mentality and having to overcome you know that sort of a, of a lifestyle yeah you, you may have struggle yeah you may have you know extreme poverty you're not sure where that meal is going to come from, but it's very few that actually come from the project environment. And let's be clear, <laughs> coming up in the projects is completely different than coming up in a rented house and, and not having anything to eat. There's just certain elements that you have to compete with that are completely different from just your standard, you know, poverty driven lifestyle. Um, and so I want to talk about it. I want to I want to really get into this and try and, and and dive into this as much as possible in this time frame. And so the first thing that I want to start with is just coming up what you see. Right. It's very easy to be a, a victim of circumstance, a product of your environment, because we see these things in life and it kind of limits your aspirations. It, it limits how you approach things. There's a certain mentality that comes with being in this environment. And yes, people make it out. I'm not making excuses. I'm not saying that there isn't a way to come from this. But th the journey is a lot more difficult because even when you do achieve a certain level of success, as many, I know many of my, you know, my peers, my friends, myself included, have achieved you know, these levels of success. But the crazy part about it is, is that even when 
you are successful, there are certain things that haunt you that you may have experienced in your younger years. And it may come out in relationships that you establish. It may come out in friendships that you have. It may come out along the way. You hit a certain level and then that fear comes up. And so we begin to self-sabotage. And so I want to look at where this comes from and maybe you can relate to it, right? And so now, again, this is not specifically just for people who come from the projects or who come from poverty. It may apply across the board, but I specifically want to speak to coming from that environment because it's where I came from. And I feel like that's kind of a void, you know, in this motivational speaking self-help industry, speaking directly to the people who come from this type of a lifestyle. As a kid growing up, you know, I, I lived in a building that has six floors and two sides. And so my home was, you know, insane. The things that were going on in my home, you know, um, my stepfather was one of the largest drug dealers in my area. Um, just a constant uh, traffic going in and out of my apartment. And, and so I would have to make my way out of my room and through this environment of, of, of drug usage and sales and then go through a hallway leading to an elevator or a staircase that was, you know, urine everywhere, defecation everywhere, you know, spit, all types of, you know, things, including the crack vials and condoms and all this other stuff. And you go down six flights and you go through a lobby that is riddled with, you know, drug sellers and, 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 and users and then you step outside into a community that is full of the same thing and from this point you now have two to three blocks in either direction before you step into what is considered the real world that type of a challenge every single day of your life from your childhood until young adulthood, having to face that creates a certain mindset. One, you learn how to survive before you actually learn how to live. Two, you grow up with this disposition, right? Like you already feel like the chips are stacked up against you. You already look for the opposition in every single situation. You're not coming into a situation feeling like you're going to get the best of the situation. You're not coming into, you know, any any sort of, um, I don't know how I want to say this exactly, but you, you, you're not you're not looking at any scenario as if, okay, I'm going to come out on top. You approach everything as if it's a fight. Now, that's that, you know, to some people that may sound like that's that's not a, a bad situation. But let's think we apply this to friendships. We apply this to relationships. We apply this to our interactions with our family members. We apply this to school. We apply this to work. We apply this to every possible scenario that involves us going to get something. And so when you have to deal with that on a consistent basis, you you become programmed. And so I remember my uncle saying to me one time, he said, Matt, why do you feel the need to always take the difficult route 
Why do you avoid what is right in front of you just because it's easy? And I didn't understand it when he asked me that question because I was like 15, 16 years old and I wasn't able to comprehend it because in my mind, everything was difficult. Everything was the, was the hard way, right? I mean, there were complications, you know, with my birth. And so for whatever reason, my mom was unconscious and the doctors made a mistake on my birth certificate. And they put my, my biological father's first and last name as my first and middle name. And so all through life, you know, I'm going by what is my first name, my first given name. However, when it comes time to get an ID, driver's license, my birth certificate is nowhere to be found. And so I have to order another birth certificate. And there's complications with ordering this birth certificate because the information that I'm providing is not the information that's present on the birth certificate. And so when I finally get this this birth certificate, right, I see that my biological father's name first and, and last name is actually my first and middle name. And you have to understand the type of, you know, shock you go through when you see that for the first time. Here it is, a man that wanted absolutely nothing to do with me in my life. I'm now looking at his name as my first and middle name when I didn't even know that this was the case. Uh, at the same time, I'm having to deal with the fact that legally on paper, I'm named after him. And so it was just a whole plethora of emotions that I had to deal with at one time. And something that should have been a, a, a simple process of me going to get my license, going to get my permit and, and enjoying that moment of, you know, being able to drive for the first time. Instead, it was it was it, it was something that involved a lot of soul searching and it was something that involved some very you know dark spaces you know, in my life. And so, again, the simplest thing, this is just one example of how the simplest thing becomes the biggest fight. And so, again, your program to just self-sabotage, you know, going to school, going to college, the idea of getting cleared was like grounds for celebration because the process was so strenuous you know at the particular college that i went to um it was just a strenuous process and so getting cleared was a big deal and here we go again a fight right and then you have to fight for your grades and you know some would say well look at the college that that you know you chose to go to at that point you should have transferred right but one of the things about being a fighter that, that I need people to understand and realize is when you're fighting constantly, you don't realize this, but you also accept a lot of things that you shouldn't because you're, you're focused on the fights that you deem are big fights so much that you don't realize how much you're actually accepting that you shouldn't. And it just creates this ongoing cycle of self-sabotage. And so now you fast forward and here you are as an adult male or female with the same mentality. Everything is a fight. You go the long way, right? There's no, forget the shortcut. There's no such thing as shortcuts. Shortcuts lead to more problems. And so a process that could be one, two, three is now a process that is, you know, 27 different steps because this is what's to be expected. You have to cross your T's and dot your I's 
and and you keep going through this check and balance system over and over and to the point where you're obsessive because you just want to make sure that nothing is wrong right you know you know you've turned off all the lights but you gotta you're all the way downstairs you gotta go all the way back upstairs and make sure you turn these lights off right you, you you're, you're checking so much that you're interfering with what you should actually be doing and and, and, and God forbid, along this way, you actually fail at something. Now you have to convince yourself that it's even worth going forward. It's a, it's a whole different mindset that, that comes from this, this you know, environment of extreme poverty, the, the constant fight, the, the constant, you know, the shooting and the, and the crime and the, all of these different obstacles that you have to go through. And... I'll be honest to all of you, you know, you, you, you guys that are, you know, motivational speakers, YouTubers, you know, self-help people to just tell someone to get over it is not enough. Eventually, you know that that's what it has to come to. But certain things need to be addressed. Certain things need to be addressed. Certain things need to be taken care of, because if not, they will resurface at another point in your life and they'll be extremely difficult, you know, for you to deal with. At that at that point you want to actually take care of these things before you start to accumulate any real success because this is why you see you know people who get to those those uh, situations where they could be in the NBA and they look they can't wait to have someone that they can trust with certain responsibilities and the thing that they don't talk about you know in the NBA is that it's not that these 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 guys are so bad with money it's that they got to a place where they're separated from the environment. They believe that they've made it out and they have people around them that they can trust. And they begin to trust these agents. And this is the part that they're not talking about. The reason why 85% of the NBA or NFL go broke, these players go broke less than five years after they retire is because they've trusted the wrong people with their money. And these are agents who historically have, have been, you know, taking money, stealing money, investing it in their friends' companies and doing all these different things with the, and these players trust them. Now again, that's a whole nother discussion and we can go, but it's also another form of self-sabotage because we cannot wait to get to a point where we can let our hair down, where we can actually trust people. And so without again, like I said, you fight so many things. Now here's a situation where you actually should be watching and paying close attention to and you're not you're not able to you don't for whatever reason you don't and, and it leads to and look you chose this person you hired them so you're responsible so it is a form of self-sabotage and this is what we do we do this when we choose mates right we, we, we choose people based on the experiences that we've had in our life not based on the needs that we have or the strengths that we have we choose this based on weaknesses you know our mothers had certain struggle and so subconsciously we choose you know at, from from a man's perspective we choose a woman that struggles with many of the same things and we attempt to make right what we seen wrong in our in our mom's life we attempt to make this right in this woman's life and we take on things that we have no business taking on we take on these responsibilities that we have no business taking on and in many of these relationships, the women actually hold us responsible for these things, right? And vice versa, right? 
vice versa. There's things that I may have never received from my mom that I'm looking to this woman that I now have in my life to provide. And that's not fair. She has no business providing those things. That's not her place. It's not her responsibility. And again, it's a form of self-sabotage because we take these responsibilities and we put them on each other and we expect people to fulfill these things when actually that hole is, is, is supposed to be filled by us as individuals. And so this thing runs very, very deep. It runs very deep and it keeps a lot of us from accomplishing what we should be accomplishing in our lives. And we're very, we're very uh, good at seeing these issues in other people, but self-awareness is key in this entire discussion. And so what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to stop this here and Hopefully, you know, I get some feedback from you guys and we'll, we'll continue it and we'll go forward and we'll dig a little deeper. This may even be a three part series. I don't know. It's up to you guys. If you want to talk about it, if um, you want to try and sift through this thing together, let's do that. All right. Every day. Get it. Whew.